0: What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt.
1: And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome to
0: episode 31, the Winter Classics. Rick and I are going to dive deep into the rich history of the Winter Classics and uh, the events that we've been to. Uh, But before we dive into that, I want to uh, say thank you to episode 30, 30 guest, Nigel The Freeze Talton. Usain Bolt said he that the freeze was too fast for him but Nigel I'm coming after you next year when things get up and rolling and everything's normal I'm going to be racing you at the Brave Stadium so and 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 the brothers brand faithful are going to be following along and and Rick I know you're rooting for him but I want to let you know I'm going to prove you wrong
1: Nigel is a seven time all american the kid is phenomenal. I couldn't have been more appreciative to have him on the podcast episode 30, the freeze, but uh, yeah, that's going to be a great race. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, Nigel's going to smoke you and I. Lock it up. It's a, it's a hundred to one for Rick
0: odds and it's uh 10 to one for me odds. So uh, to, to win, you know, I don't, uh, I don't, I I think you should bet the house on it. I think you should bet the house on me.
1: No comment.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get moving along here. Winter Classic. All right, Rick, tell the the listeners what
1: the Winter Classic is, just in case they don't know. Sure. So the NHL, back in 2008, got super creative, and they implemented the first-ever outdoor winter hockey game, and it was so spectacular. It's actually continued to be an annual tradition on New Year's Day since. There's been 12 of them. And the Winter Classic is so unique because what they do is they bring an outdoor hockey game to a baseball or football stadium. And it is just such a unique experience that for all you hockey fans out there, you definitely want to put it on your bucket list. You definitely want to get to one of them. I myself have been fortunate to go to three Winter Classics, and those experiences I'm going to share with our listeners here today and really try to give you an idea for how unique and how special the Winter Classic is and why you got to get to one. Rob, before we get going, I want to give a huge shout out, a huge thank you to a friend of ours, a friend of the pod, Mr. Dave McCarthy from the NHL. Uh, Because of him, we've been able to attend these fantastic events over the years, and uh, it is solely because of him that we are featuring the NHL's Winter Classic with personal experiences. The NHL is back in action, and we're excited to talk NHL Winter Classic here on episode 31 of the Brothers Brand Podcast.
0: Now... This might as well be sponsored by DMAC right here, Dave McCarthy. (laughs) Without him, this wouldn't be possible. Let's dive into it. All right, the history of the Winter Classic. Uh, The first ever Winter Classic took place in 2008 up in Buffalo, New York, at the Buffalo Bills football stadium. And it was the Buffalo Sabres versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this was an interesting game because – uh, you know, a lot was riding on this. A lot of, uh, you know, sports are trying to be innovative, trying to do things to capture an audience. So this was basically just bed in the house on this starting. So much money, so much production, so many things went into this. And it 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 went flawlessly. It was exactly how they wanted to script it up. I mean, the game was great. The flow was great. Uh, but the, the really cool thing about it that a lot of players talk about that they love about the Winter Classic is it brings them back to their youth. You got to remember, a lot of these hockey players are from Canada and uh, the United States, but like but Massachusetts and, and Minnesota, and like, you know, obviously from Russia and like all the cold weather countries in Europe. And, you know, growing up as a kid, they played a lot of pond hockey. A lot of pond hockey, and this Buffalo Sabers uh, Penguins game uh, just symbolized that with snow falling. It was perfect. It was so cool. All of the players felt like they were said they felt like they were little kids playing hockey, but in a eighty thousand person stadium. So fast forward twelve years later, still rolling along. And this past year, prior to coronavirus um, happening. Uh, you know, 2020, the Dallas Stars hosted the Nashville Predators in a top five stadium in the U.S., which is the Cotton Bowl. Uh, so, and it was very interesting because the first game was in Buffalo on New Year's Day, which is, uh, you know, obviously very cold. So they they knew the weather was going to be fine. Uh, but this was in Dallas. You know, it's still cold in Dallas. It's like 50 degrees. But they lucked out and had great uh, – Cold weather in Dallas, and we're able to go off without a hitch. Uh, Rick, t- talk about the popularity with these games.
1: Yeah, the Winter Classic, Rob, it's been ranked and nominated and selected as being the sports event of the year multiple times by the Sports Business Journal and the Sports Business Daily. So if that doesn't say enough about it, I'll tell you that they get the highest TV ratings during the Winter Classic than any other hockey game during the season. And it competes right there with the Stanley Cup. It's considered to be the premier event along with the NHL's all-star game. So this is like the cream of the crop when it comes to NHL and a hockey event and a hockey experience. So let's keep rocking and rolling. Rob, this thing, the Winter Classic, has traveled the country. It's been played at Wrigley Field, Fenway Park. Heinz Field in Pittsburgh it's been to Michigan and it's played at the University of Michigan's football stadium. I mean this thing has been all over Rob and you and I have been fortunate to be at a couple outdoor hockey games. I myself the first one I went to Rob was back in 2015. It was in the nation's capital, Washington DC. Blackhawks and Capitals. The game went down to the wire and the atmosphere was electric. Anytime I've ever been to a winter classic, the fans, these are like your diehard, passionate hockey fans. And uh, the stadiums are just louder. The tailgates are stronger. And the NHL does a great job of building out a fan fest component. And it's just so cool. The families that are there, the kids that are there, hours before the game, they get to enjoy some of the activations and the sponsorship promos that you just don't normally get at a regular hockey game. So it's a big to-do, a big thing. Everybody loves it. And uh, I want to get into some of the details of it, Rob. Yeah, so
0: let's, uh, let's talk about the games that you went to. I'll quickly talk about mine uh, towards the end. But let's talk about, you know, the uh, Washington Capitals versus the Chicago Blackhawks back in 15, 2015 uh, in the nation's capital. How was the game?
1: Well, the game was good. It was back and forth, Rob. And one of the things that I remember vividly about that winter Classic because it was my first experience, and it was so cool to see what the NHL had done, because they basically took a hockey rink and put it in the middle of a baseball field. And when you do that, a baseball field is much larger, obviously, than a hockey rink. So there's a ton of voided area and open space between where the fans are sitting and where the players are playing. So what the NHL really did a great job of was filling that open space with different types of um, creative creative designs, creative concepts. There was many uh, statues and uh, monuments from the D.C. area. They had a big fake uh, White House that the players basically came out of. Uh, when they were introduced and coming out onto the ice. Um, I loved that. And the game itself, you know, it was back and forth. It actually came down to the wire. There was a late goal scored by the Washington Capitals. I'm talking in the last five, 10 seconds to win the game three to two. And what was so cool was, I'll always remember this, the NHL partnered with, with Bridgestone and all of the seats had, seat cushions on them and it made it more comfortable to sit for three or four hours that day and it was funny because when the national when the capitals scored uh we all everybody in the entire stadium started throwing these seat cushions up in the air it looked like a graduation ceremony when all the caps go flying and uh it was so cool but i'll always remember that it was a great game the players uh, during intermissions they would come out of the uh, dugouts where the baseball players typically would be. So it was all good stuff, a lot of fun. The next year I actually got the opportunity to go up to Gillette stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And that game was between the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens. And Rob, what was really cool about that was I went up a day or two before the game and the NHL puts on a really fun New Year's Eve party. They call it the New Year's Eve bash. And that night there was a band we all know as fun the the band called fun and they performed, they rocked the stage. It was in a house of blues venue, just completely blocked off and set up for the NHL that night. So you had the VIPs and the celebrities and NHL alum. It was it was really cool, really fun. And I just think that event also, too, at Gillette Stadium, that was in a football stadium. So now you had 67,000 fans uh, just screaming and cheering for the Bruins and the Canadians. That was good stuff, Rob. And then finally, the third year that I got a chance to go to a Winter Classic was in 2018 at city field and that was between my beloved new york rangers and the buffalo sabers and the rangers won in overtime uh they decked out the field i remember was so cool again with that voided space they made a layout of basically the new york city roadways and then filled it with yellow taxi cabs uh and different new york city type um monuments and it was very cool They did a great job. I remember the Goo Goo Dolls played during one of the intermissions, which is also like another point that the NHL does. They just create a a really cool all day full event. It's not just a hockey game, it's so much more.
0: What up, everybody? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's almost like the Super Bowl, like you were saying. They, they have all these bands playing, you know, New Year's Eve. So it's like a massive party in Boston and Chicago, wherever the game's being held, like it's always in like a major city. So it's like, they're going to have these crazy, awesome performers at bars all around the city. So it, you, you can, no shortage of finding a good spot to go. And then at the games you have, you know, it's unique because hockey is unlike uh, most sports, especially football. It's like, you know, football is basically two halves and and hockey is three intermission, or uh, yeah, one intermission, two intermissions. So you get two breaks, and they usually have a pretty solid band playing for the first one and for the second one, um, which, is, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, I'd be remiss, Rick, if I didn't bring up the attire that the players are rocking because we haven't even talked about this. Um, so for the fans listening, just Google what – Uh, the jerseys are for winter classic type in winter classic hockey jerseys and every team has to wear an old school jersey like sweater like it's like super old school so they just have these really fun uniforms on uh, with their alternative colors like the the penguins uh, in the first year like They have an alternative jersey that's like a light blue jersey. So they're wearing this baby blue jersey, I believe. Um, And then like in another year, the Boston uh, Bruins uh, wore like an all yellow jersey, even though their main color is black. Uh, So it's just like super cool seeing these jerseys that they bust
1: out just for one use. (laughs) Yeah, Rob, they had the Chicago Blackhawks, the, the game that I went to in 2015. They were wearing a jersey that was based off their 1957 jerseys. And a couple years later, the Rangers game that I was at, they had jerseys that were basically based off of their 1926 inaugural season. So total throwbacks in effect. It makes it that much sweeter. The jerseys just are spectacular. And I can't reiterate it enough. The venues are what makes it really, really cool. I mean, they've had games at Notre Dame Stadium. You said last year's game at the Cotton Bowl. Um, I mean, they've been all over. And they're already talking about having them at some unique places. Like I saw one, get this they're talking about maybe possibly having the Pittsburgh Penguins play against the Philadelphia Flyers at Penn State University's Beaver Stadium which is directly in between distance-wise Pittsburgh and Philadelphia how cool would that be that is uh, to me no brainer just just do it
0: just do it that is a battle of Pennsylvania right there so cool and going back to the the jerseys super quick, which is so funny, I remember watching the Michigan game. Uh, I talked about the Buffalo game, the first game, but I remember watching the uh, Michigan uh, stadium, sorry, the Michigan stadium game with Detroit and the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs. And it was like snowing so much, like a foot of snow. Every two minutes they had people coming through and like pushing the snow out of the way. They had to stop because it just got too aggressive. Um, They had a snow delay instead of a rain delay. Um, But I remember they were wearing their helmets, Rick, and it was so cold that they actually put on like a knitted hat on top of their helmet.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. I remember seeing that too. And speaking of like the snow, it creates this unique dynamic in these winter classics. It hasn't snowed for all of them, but the first one it did, it was so picturesque. You uh, just mentioned the one in Michigan. And what happens during that is just nature takes over where the snow, the flakes hit the ice and create a rigid, bumpy surface. And what's unique about that is that most NHL players are very particular about ice surface. When they play at the Madison Square Gardens or any other indoor arena during the regular season, the ice conditions need to be precise. And if they're not, the players are going to probably make a big deal about it, but not during the Winter Classics, Rob. Like you said earlier, the pond concept or the feeling they had when they were kids playing out in the nature, right? So yeah. that's basically what the snow has created during these Winter Classics. And the players, they embrace it. They love it during the Winter Classics, and hopefully this tradition continues for many, many more years. Because I think it's a great thing that the NHL has done.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. And then, did you did you want to did you talk about City Field? Did I did I blank out on that? Did you talk about City? And
1: the- I talked briefly about City Field. I talked about how they laid it out with the taxi cabs in center field. I thought that was really cool with the roadways to fill the voided spaces. Um City Field is just great. I mean, it's such a great stadium for baseball and when you pack it in with 40,000 New Yorkers, especially Rangers fans, uh it was it was fantastic, Rob. It was a cold cold day that that New Year's Day, but uh it was a great time. I think what's so cool too, Rob, is that it has been reported every NHL team has requested to participate in the Winter Classics, either as a host or as a visiting team. Every team across the board, Rob, wants to get in on this tradition. And uh, I think before you know it, in the next few years, all of them will eventually have been a part of it. But the the Chicago Blackhawks, they've been a part of the most Winter Classics. They've appeared in four of them, Rob. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, they're 0-4 in all Winter Classics. So if you want to get a win, just play the Blackhawks on New Year's Day in a Winter Classic. That's so funny. That's so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was reading a, a little article, and uh, it said that uh, baseball has the 4th of July, football has Thanksgiving, and because of this, hockey has New Year's Day.
1: I think so, Rob. I and basketball so, yeah.
0: basketball has Christmas.
1: Right. The NBA plays on Christmas Day. New Year's Day is just one of the best days, I think, in the world. I mean, let's face it. We all go out, we all have a great time. New Year's Eve. Uh, the shenanigans, the parties. So come New Year's Day, a lot of people are kind of just vegging out, relaxing, sleeping in. And uh college football is certainly, you know that's that's synonymous with new year's day you get a lot of great bowl games of course the rose bowl but i know me and a lot of other sports fans out there are really into the winter classic and when you're able to switch back and forth from game to game uh and watch some outdoor hockey it's fantastic but it's even better being at the event it's just so much fun rob
0: Oh my gosh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, just to kind of dovetail into this, because I want to just briefly share my experience about going to a Pittsburgh, I went to a Pittsburgh Pirates-Philadelphia uh, Flyers game at uh, at uh, the Lincoln Financial.
1: Uh, Let me get this straight. Playing. The Pirates played the Flyers?
0: <laughs> I did it again. The, 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 Pittsburgh, like? the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the... Uh, Philadelphia Flyers at Lincoln Financial Field where the Eagles play and that is uh, so to kind of dovetail the 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 Winter Classic was so popular the NHL was like how can we make another one of these things uh, happen so the Winter Classic happens on New Year's Day okay really easy to remember and then the um uh the stadium series there's another opportunity to see this happen it's called the stadium series and that's always in like late January and and like February and they actually have multiple of these throughout the they they usually now that's just like one a year but in the beginning they were pumping them out like crazy and you know what's what's really interesting is Rick, the locations of these, in 2014, they did an outdoor hockey game at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles.
1: I remember they had a beach volleyball set up out in the field in that open, voided space, and I remember our friend Dave telling us from the NHL that they have a refrigerated, freezer-type generator system set up, which is not cheap, and it's not simple i mean this is a complex machine that is keeping the ice frozen while it's 60 degrees outside and i will bet that's the last time they ever go to la
0: at <laughs> <laughs> first and last and then uh you know to capitalize on the market that you know they went to yankee stadium and did the devils versus the rangers uh, actually actually multiple uh times in one year they played on uh they played on january 26th and then they played on January 29th. So it was kind of a little stadium series for the New York fans that everybody just gobbled it up. Uh, the, the Rangers won both of those games and it was, uh, it was awesome. I remember friends going to it. Uh, you know, you had uh, Chicago with the Soldier Field, uh, you know, the Blackhawks playing again in that, uh, losing again, one to five, five, five to one to the Penguins. Um, and then you got uh, going out to Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, Minneapolis, Coors Field, Hines Field. I really like this one. They played in Annapolis one time where the Navy Marine Corps uh, Stadium is, which is just a very uh, hollowed ground. And uh, they're, uh, they're actually going to go down to Raleigh uh, in 2021. Uh, so, North Carolina for the Carolina Falcon or Carolina Hurricane. Um, but going to my story with, uh, just to add like a little bit in here, the, it was just such an epic time, uh, going to the, uh, Lincoln Financial and seeing the Flyers play the Penguins. The Flyers ended up winning in overtime, which was epic. The place was going nuts. They had fireworks shooting off. Uh, they had a couple of awesome bands perform, but this was, uh, 2019. So, not this year, but the year before. And if every anybody in hockey knows, that was the year the uh, Flyers released Gritty. So they came out with the mascot Gritty. And he just stole the show. They actually had him come in on a zip line from the top of the light structure at Lincoln Financial, zip lined in and came in and then uh, the they had police chasing him and he just started taking off all of his clothes and stripping and he was streaking outside of the stadium during the first intermission, uh, which was just hilarious. Everybody was dying watching this. So it was just a great time. And the NHL, hats off to you guys for crushing it, uh, not only with the Winter Classic but also the stadium series. And those are two a- absolute must must-go-to as sports fans, right, Rick?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've also got what is called the Heritage Classic, which is basically the outdoor hockey game, but just Canadian teams playing against each other. And so they've got this great concept going. I know they are inspiring others. I see that Major League Baseball has partnered up with the Field of Dreams out in Dyersville, Iowa, to play an outdoor baseball game. Uh, in a in a cornfield, uh, Major League Baseball has partnered up with Little League International and they're playing games at the Little League World Series. So all these leagues are starting to get more creative and see the opportunity. And the NHL, I think, was the first one to, uh, to the plate and they knocked it out of the park. And I'm so happy for them. And I know we'll get a chance to get to more winter classics as the years unfold. But Rob, I just, uh, you know, really appreciate you making some time to make the NHL's Winter Classics a, a focus of uh, this podcast so our listeners are aware of, of what the NHL is doing and and why they need to be a part of it unbelievable I,
0: hockey and rick and i have been to so many events in our lifetime and 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 speaking personally hockey live is arguably the best like hockey live fast paced fun action you know, it's great. Controlled, you know, with with the exception of these outdoor events, it's a controlled environment. (laughs) You know, the temperature is usually 60, 70 degrees or whatever in the the stadiums. But um, awesome. Yeah. Love, love, love seeing a live hockey game.
1: All right. Well, listen, all you uh, listeners out there, I want to say thanks for tuning in for episode 31 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. You guys have a great day. Stay
0: safe. and